Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms, so it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Hey, my name is Chris Williams, and you are now listening to the Grow Your Side Business Podcast. I help ambitious employees grow a profitable side business. If you haven't had an opportunity yet, go check out growyoursidebusiness.com where we've got all the content, the tips, the strategies, and more. You're in the right place at the right time, and we're here to help you grow a serious profitable side business. Let's listen to today's episode. Listen, the world is becoming more digitized the second that we sit here. It's, you know, twice as big as it was a moment ago, right? And I think there's, you know, to everything has a cycle, but I think we're in this nuanced space with technology that we've never been here before. But there are some things <laughs> oh, yeah. that are still true. And I, I, so I'm curious as to when you look at the numbers, when you look at the stats, when mm -hmm. you look at the industry of physical products, what do you see in the future five ten years from now when you look at like because i love the point that you made like and i never would have thought about it but i would have thought heck during covid you know nobody wanted things physical because we're all you know <laughs> worried about whatever right and and here yeah. here you show up with 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 a world-class you know opportunity for people to not only be able to engage and learn or whatever it is the thing that they purchase digitally where do you see the next five to 10 years of, of, of those who are building the digital side of their, their business and, and looking to grow? What is some of the things that Mark is screaming from his soapbox going, if you don't pay attention to these things or do these things from a physical standpoint, you're missing out. What What is that for you? So I think the biggest disruption that we're primed for right now is courses. Um, I think there's a stigma right now associated with courses and creating courses. And when I say courses, the data, what it says is we know that that's a growing industry by 2025 courses are going to be $325 billion industry, a massive, massive industry, big opportunity. But we also know that the data shows us that average course completion rates is 3%. So where if we know the course completion rates are 3% and we know it's a growing category, how are you going to win? Well, to me, like, again, this is putting my corporate hat back on to say this is something that is ripe for disruption because how do you make a better course you have 3.1 percent completion rate you have 3.5 whereas i would say that's not success that's not looking successfully at something and why is it that completion rates are so low and part of it is that uh the the amount of courses in the market and the amount the fact that there's billions of pieces of data that are getting uploaded now with AI, it's just going to get more intensified. Content's going to become more readily available. The more you get AI automation to pump content out and AI starts replacing workforces, you're going to see even more content get available. And the problem is, even though there's going to be so much content, there's going to be amount, a significant more amount of saturation when we're talking about digital only content. What is an easy way to stand out? This is kind of where bringing physical and digital provides a new opportunity. So rather than calling it courses, I'm seeing a lot more people call using the terminology um, immersion experiences. 
And the difference is it's a new opportunity because I can send you something physical that complements something digital. And in, in addition to how you gamify that process, now if I send you something physical, I can gamify the process in a very, very different way. So gamification, what do I mean by that is gaming tactics. You know, think about when you play a board game, what are the elements of a board game that keep you invested or keep you coming back to playing it again? And think about those, think about video games. What is it about video games that keeps us playing or how they layer on the music with the experience, with the education to keep us going, to keep playing. How do we start to take some of those elements and incentivize behavior in the right capacity for people to go through our products and services? So I'd like to say my big hope and vision is that having something physical tied to something digital is gonna be so synonymous that anytime someone is launching something new, a business owner is like, and what is our physical strategy? Just like, you know, an iPhone. I can have an iPhone without a case and it'll function just fine but i like to consider boxes my goal would be the boxes to businesses are like an iphone case to an iphone you know you can be fine without the case but the second you add the case it extends the lifetime you can personalize it it protects it a lot longer um there's just a lot more benefits that you just don't think about getting an iphone or any type of um smartphone without some type of case that is how synonymous that I want the boxes to be with every single business is you don't even think twice about spending an incremental more to giving people the tools they need to be set up for success to get results faster. So that's how you can extend lifetime value. This is how you can increase results and get more success and testimonials from people. You can stage and gamify all of it. Um, and people are looking for those new opportunities. So that's kind of where my head goes for the next five to 10 years is um, you know, I think that the pendulum was very far left in terms of physical products in the 90s. You would buy something on the television, you'd call, um, uh, you'd see an article in the back of an ad in the back of a magazine, and they would mail you a box or DVD set in the mail. Then the pendulum went to digital, and now I think you're finding this equilibrium of digital only with 3% completion rates shows that there's a lot of opportunity that it's just for improvement. What happens when we bring these two worlds together how we did things before and how we're doing things now to reimagine what that experience can be like. And that's kind of where we're having a lot of fun. That's to me where I believe things should be heading. Um, yeah. Man, I tell you, you brought back memories because if I only knew when I dialed that Time Warner number for those 10 CDs, what my life oh, was going to be like. <laughs> I am just as guilty. Columbia House. It was funny. I was just talking to someone about Columbia House and I think I was a kid. And it was like in the back of the parade magazine that uh, would come every Sunday. And I think as a kid, there was like one cent. And I think I actually took one a cent. That was it. And shipped it off. And then my parents like at this box and they were like, I was at probably in elementary school. Um, and they were like, what did you do? <laughs> I got in trouble because uh, I started a Columbia Alice subscription. That's I right. Not Man, that was, that was the times. Well, so so let's let's go here you know you, you talked about kind of this the increase in the long-term value uh, you know of a customer you know a lot of times when you think about the way the the business uh there, there's two versions there's the way you want the business to go and then there's the way it just goes and then you mm -hmm. have to ride that train a lot more times than you being able to steer it a particular way in your case you were doing virtual events thinking that's it. And then this custom box thing is like, nope, this is the way you're going, right? Yeah. I love the way you, you phrased the fact that instead of competing, you became 
a, a, a collaborative type business so you can collaborate with these entrepreneurs these coaches these virtual these virtual events yeah um i believe personally over the next several years collaborations are going to be the the key to mm -hmm. having real sustainable businesses i and and i'll give you a good example i the first time i saw i'm an nba fan so the first time i saw superstars coming together late 90s and going to win a championship i'm like actually that actually works i know people get mad and upset but hey that thing kind of actually works then you started looking at all these individuals in the in the online space tony robbins is great but man when he got with a dean and he got with some other people they like it just changed what was happening from what the perceived value in a sense of what was being provided for when i look at what you're doing with this custom box piece like nobody's on stage screaming mark stern what they're saying is hey here's our product and then they find out about mark because they oh wow i got this thing in the mail this is awesome right what <laughs> does collaboration look like for you going yeah. forward as more and more you know like just like anything else there's gonna be competition there's gonna be people trying to find their own way to do it but what does collaboration mean for you going forward and how do you continue to stay top of mind and present as you as you continue to grow and reach your goals. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast, and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I want to be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast. Just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show. Such a great question. So collaboration for me, it's uh, when I think about the role that I play, um, part of what I think my role is, is um, a lot of our, we call our clients our partners. Um, we don't want a transactional relationship. We want a strategic relationship and we want to be able to plug into their business in a way. And this is the capabilities we built. We can help people from strategy we can build out the entire blueprint of whatever that campaign is. And then we have a warehouse in Austin, Texas, so we can um, send the entire campaign into production. We can um, assemble it and have it ready to ship and handle that entire process. So one-stop solution for clients, which means I can plug into their business and now unlock this entire physical capability. So that's one thing is that you don't need to figure out the capability. We have that. And this is kind of why, and I would say this to anyone listening to this, a lot of people keep talking about, and I see a lot of people about building more and more courses, and I would say start building more and more capabilities. And what I mean by a capability, not a course, is that when you have a capability, it becomes a strategic advantage. So for me, um, you'd be shocked to hear this, but there's lots of software that all of us could build where you can have your own software platform that produces monthly recurring revenue for under $1,000 to build out the platform. Um, so that was a mind-blowing thing that I didn't know until someone showed that to me but that becomes a capability so we have our own uh, some of our own software that becomes a competitive edge because i can offer that to you we have our warehouse in austin texas um, that's a capability because a lot of people don't have that capability we also have um a brand new product we're about to launch it's a, a it's a card deck called activate i think i showed you a little glimpse of it 
Um, so that's coming down the pipeline. Don't, don't give away the sauce. Don't give away the sauce. We're not, we're not giving away any sauce. The sauce will be another conversation, but like at the very least, it's going to open up this marketplace, which now for me to be able to say, Hey, Chris, come present to there. Now that's a competitive edge that I'm like, look at this entire marketplace that you have access to. So the idea of capabilities, I mean, we rented out an office space in Austin that has become what we call the CBA lab, a place for people to come down to Austin and immerse themselves in our world. But even for collaboration, I see my role is you don't know what you don't know. And that's true for all of us. I don't know what I don't know. But what I know in my domain, typically most people aren't thinking about it because they're only thinking about digital and how do we do this with digital. When I can unlock the potential of how to do this blending digital with physical, all of a sudden you just see the lights go off that clients are like, I didn't know that was possible. I didn't know that we could do that. And I keep telling clients, hey, if it's ever been done before, the amount of, like, I am such a kid of the 80s and the nostalgia of so many things that I get inspiration from were things from my childhood that when you go in the CBA lab, like, you'll see on display things that I get inspiration from that have influenced my business. But in terms of that collaboration piece, it's it's a good strategic partnership. You're right, we can all grow together. But I also hold a belief that other people hold the keys that can unlock new success in you. So as long as I hold that belief that I, and I, and I actually just gave a presentation on this, the simple act of, I genuinely want other good people to win. And therefore I have to assume other good people want me to win. So as long as I can uh, assume that kind of law of reciprocity, um, when you put out value and pr provide value to other people, it will come back to you. But I can't tell you how many times I've gotten stuck. And when I do it by myself, like I get nowhere, but the second I start telling people, here's where I'm stuck and I know there's a block there, somebody has that key that they just turn it and it unlocks it and all of a sudden, um, that element of collaboration I think is just so critical because this should not be a, play, a game that you play by yourself. And the other thing I'll say on this is, um, you could still my business, you can still the entire model of my business, but at the end of the day, you are not me and I am not you. And in that sense, even if you take my business model, you don't know the history and the background and have the experience and the exposure. And so part of that is just this mindset around, we like competition because it helps grow the category and bring awareness to the category, but people are smart and they'll do their due diligence and they'll figure out the right fit of who they should collaborate with. Um, and if it's me, wonderful, but if it's not me, it may not have meant to be and there's a better fit for them and that's okay. And so that sense of like, I would tell people to share your ideas because how many people have a business that's similar to what you're already thinking about doing the difference is they're not you. And as long as you get this idea of they're not you, they can't compete with you because you don't have their brain and they don't have your brain. And that's no point. it. Great point. Hey, somehow you were able to find the Grow Your Side Business podcast and I thank you. I'm glad you're listening. You've been sharing, you've been liking, but here's one thing I wanna be able to do. We want even more people just like you to find this show. Now, the best way that people discover this show is leaving a review. So if you would do me a favor, leave a review. It literally takes five seconds. We're trying to get up to a thousand reviews across all of our platforms. So it doesn't matter where you listen to this podcast, just go in, tap in, leave us a review. I would absolutely be so grateful that you did so that other people can hear it. Let's get back to the show.
Hey, are you working your day job and you find yourself successfully discontent? Yeah, that's right. You got the house, the car, the money, the title, but there's still something missing. Well, guess what? You're not by yourself. And in fact, I found myself there and there are thousands of others just like you, probably sitting in the cube next to you or on your on their way to work just like you are. Well, listen, I decided to create a community. That's right. I have a free newsletter that speaks directly to us. It is called Successfully Discontent. Go to SuccessfullyDiscontent.com right now. It's free. It's a free newsletter. You'll get it every single week. Tips, tricks, strategies, information for those of us who have found ourselves achieving the most in corporate America, but also successfully discontent. Go to successfullydiscontent.com right now. That's successfullydiscontent.com right now. What are you waiting on? Go ahead and go there right now. Grab your phone, go to your browser on your iPad or whatever your mobile device is, wherever you listen to this and go right now to successfullydiscontent.com. Let's get back to the episode.